Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about why I think the Beyond Light raid weapons are boring. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, any of the audio podcast formats, you can find it under SNTR Presents. You can also watch us live at SNTRlive.com. Monday through Friday, we're doing live streams, and you can always catch us here. Also, be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. We're adding some more features there in the coming year. So, why am I talking about this? Listen, before... You run to the comments to disagree or think I'm being too negative. There's even an article recently that came out about the raid perks on the guns that will interest you. And that's going to be at the end of the video. I am going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the perks on the guns, the problem, and then the end of the video is basically the proof. So the Destiny 2 Beyond Light Raid Deep Stone Crypt offers a new batch of weapons and armor with new perks and features. The armor has a new raid mod slot with a variety of mods that help with specific roles in the raid, and the guns have a few specific perks that can drop only on raid weapons, making them unique within the current loot pool as well as their high caliber within their respected archetypes. So before I get into the video, I do want to tell you these guns are good. They are of a good quality. The perks are good, okay? Some of these guns are best in slot, considered by many to be best in slot or or really, really good at their jobs, okay? So what I'm not talking about in this video is necessarily a lack of power or a lack of quality. It's more about that they're boring and they've not made good on their sunsetting promises that Luke Smith outlined going into year four. Their justification for sunsetting, their desire to make more, quote-unquote, make more recluses, I believe they have failed in that regard, okay? So, I'll, I'm not necessarily saying these guns are worthless and not worth pursuing. I don't feel like they've made good on their promises and just wait until I get to the article at the end of the video. Let's just talk about the perks first, though, because some people maybe aren't familiar with them. There's reconstruction, recombination, and redirection. Reconstruction, the weapon slowly reloads itself over time up to double capacity. Recombination, if you get an elemental final blow, it increases the damage of the next shot. And then redirection, when you damage rank and file combatants, trash adds, red bars, it increases damage against more powerful ones. So, you know, once they're the color of their health bar changes, right? So, reconstruction is nice for specific instances. I like to use it in the end fight against because I have it on the shotgun and it gets it all the way up to I don't know 14 rounds or something which is great for a damage phase where I'm unloading a shotgun on the boss now that's very very unique that's a very specific instance right a lot of the times you really aren't going to be emptying the magazine of the weapon uh, when you're using it like when you pull out a sniper or you pull out a shotgun in 90% of the PVE content if you're emptying all 7 or 8 shots that's abnormal I would say and auto loading holster already exists okay so it makes the shotgun ideal for specific DPS instances but outside of that most of the most PVE shotgun use really is not going to benefit from you having 14 rounds in your gun like it's just it's going to be rare that you're you're even in the instance so reconstruction's probably the best one in the bunch but even then it's really only specifically helping you in a very narrow instance of doing damage to a boss and emptying your special weapon recombination and redirection are far too contextual to be blanketly helpful so they're very restrictive by nature added to all of this these are still just more reload and damage based perks so they land flat i think after chasing rampage and outlaw for years 
and after the promises that we were made. If you go back and read the language about sunsetting, they said that designing really good standout weapons was difficult because they were viable for forever. They were essentially a threat to future endgame content which sunsetting was designed to take and 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 take really really good amazing weapons that would make space for them and then retire them out of the end game every 12 months and one of the members of the raid team said they wanted to make more awesome standout weapons like the recluse nothing that i just listed takes these weapons to that echelon of excitement and quality they're good they are good at what they do but let me talk about the problem i finally came up with a way to talk about this to try to paint the picture as clear as i can and why am i always referencing the genesis chain there she is there's beautiful right that's the awesome version you could get during age of triumph what a beauty okay why do i always bring this gun up okay i finally came up with a way to frame this discussion to try to make it clear i'm not just being a negative nancy I was in the corner of sunsetting for the six months after they announced it. I was pro-weapon retirement before they announced it, and I got a lot of flack for it. And the way they implemented sunsetting, and the way they delivered raid loot that was supposed to be standout and amazing because of sunsetting, I feel they haven't done that. So I'm a little bit more passionate about this maybe than others, okay? Primary and secondary weapons, by their very nature, do a specific and repeatable job in Destiny. There is a ceiling on how effective these weapons can be without trivializing content or creating power creep. Okay, so you can't make primary and secondary weapons that are insanely strong. There's a ceiling on how strong you can make them because they have a particular job and you're just repeating that job. You're killing trash ads, shielded enemies, majors, mini bosses. That's generally where your primaries and secondaries are showing up in those instances. So that loop is always leaning on these guns. What this means is that to create good weapons is simply a matter of creating guns that are good at these particular combat loops within the game. So when you make something that on paper is mathematically good at killing enemies, that's not that exciting. All right. The true challenge for raid weapons, I think, extends beyond just making good weapons. They need to be exciting, fresh, new, or unique beyond just perks that can be acquired elsewhere. We basically are chasing weapons that are just really good at killing stuff. That's all they're doing. They have reload perks and damage perks that make them really efficient tools so they're not exciting that's why i'm saying they're boring i'm not saying they're bad or crappy they have great quality however they're just really really efficient tools and we've had really efficient tools for a really really long time there are plenty of primaries up to this point that you could have used a midnight coup a blast furnace or any of the other host of primaries we've used over the years that are just really good at killing enemies and that's all these guns are good at there's they're not getting the blood pumping they're just efficient tools i think visual feedback to the player is key given that even a best in class weapon with good damage and reload perks will not feel strong or special it's just another good weapon in a long line of weapons that is my best approach at painting this picture for you is that you are going to go into combat scenarios and guns are there to do one thing kill the enemies if something's really good at killing the enemies it's not necessarily memorable if that's all it is it's just on paper objectively a very 
good weapon. What's memorable is the gun that's in the picture. Genesis chain, visual perks, perks that look and feel awesome. Chain lightning on the Zalo supercell. The the fate bringer had the firefly effect. Like things that you can see and that's where they need to take these guns. I don't care that they're good. We know you can make good weapons. Damage room reload perks are boring. They're expected at this point. It's like it's like this is a given this is how these weapons should show up they should just be good at killing the enemies but they need to go farther now how do i know these weapons are boring or how do i know they didn't go far enough here's the proof okay bungie has all but admitted that these perks exclusive to the guns in the deep stone crypt are not special enough in a recent interview with polygon bungie doesn't want a world this is a direct quote from the from the article Bungie doesn't want a world where the only weapons and good perks come from the raid. As Blackburn put it, how long does the Deepstone Crypt need to be out before we start carefully putting these perks on other guns? Just how special and awesome are these perks if they're not even going to stay exclusive to the Deepstone Crypt raid? Why did you even need to do sunsetting then? You said you needed to do sunsetting so you could create really awesome standout gear that would then get sunset a year later. You're not doing that if you're rolling the perks down to other weapons again they are not making good on their promise of making more recluses or making standout gear that's not a threat to future content because it's end game viability ends 12 months later this is all the proof we need that these perks are not that impressive and not that strong okay they can't be that special or powerful if they plan to eventually roll them out into other weapons we have perks like desperado reservoir burst onslaught magnificent howl none of these have showed up in other perk pools but apparently these raid perks can like what what quality and caliber of excitement and power have they actually given us when they still haven't put Desperado or any of these other awesome perks I just listed on any other weapons, okay? Genesis Chain will always be the example that I turn to. It was unique, it was fun, it was a visible perk that made the gun unique and sought after, and Bungie is failing to deliver that. These guns are a snooze fest. They're hammers and screwdrivers. They're really good tools, but they're not memorable at all that's just your opinion lono okay sure but they're already admitting the perks aren't that great if they're willing to move them out of the deep stone crypt loot pool so if you're here right now you can submit questions q a to follow don't go anywhere if you're in the live audience if you're listening to this recording you can always catch me live and tell me i'm wrong at sntrlive.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about why the Beyond Light raid weapons are boring. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, you can catch me live at sntrlive.com. Pretty much Monday through Friday. Might even be streaming right now while you're listening to this. If you want all my content in one location, go to sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is going to be getting some new features in the new year, so be sure to check it out. And the first question is coming in from Jay Golden. Do you think that these raid perks were already in production or scheduled to appear on raid guns before Luke started pushing for sunset? To be honest, the perks are good, but not good enough to be sunsetted from the endgame. I actually really like this theory. 
This isn't bad because raids are in production for a really, really long time, and maybe they maybe they focus on the raid weapons first. I, I you know I honestly don't know. Um, and what's interesting too is if we couple your theory with the bottom section of my talk, where Joe Blackburn basically said they're going to be putting those perks on other guns. So that to me, I argued that that's proof the perks aren't good enough if you're willing to put them on other guns. Blackburn was the one who defended the tokens and the res timer because he thought beating an encounter and being dead was not ideal. He also seems to think that they don't want the only good weapons to be and the only good perks to come from the raid. Now, my pushback on that is, now hold the phone a minute here. You could make better perks or cooler perks on guns on Europa or the Wrathborn Hunts and then make also cool unique perks in the raid. Like, you're you're basically saying like, oh, we only put good perks in the raid. Well, no, you really didn't and clearly they're not that great because, and they're also not that strong if you're willing to take them out of the raid, which extends how long they're in the game. You're not even giving these perks a one-year life cycle. If next season they show up on the pinnacle weapons I'm sorry the adept weapons okay at least they're in the end game at least you have to run a grandmaster nightfall to get those perks however we were given the impression that sunsetting was coming so they could get rid of endless viability and that that would allow them to create better stuff and you couple that with a raid team member saying they want to make more recluses and it just seems really odd to, to add perks to guns like this that aren't that, that aren't even strong enough to restrict to the raid. Like, they're generic and and simple enough that, that they can put them elsewhere. So, I I don't know. I, I think I think this is a pretty decent theory that Jay Golden has come up with. Uh, you know, the idea the idea that if 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 we're going if we're going to to wonder why this happened, it could have been that it was in it was in production a whole lot earlier and that maybe the gun's quality and and how hard how hard they decided to swing at these perks ends up uh, ends up falling short because again because again they were you know they were they were too far in production it, th- th- that is a possible theory i mean I'll, I'll i'll allow that to to maybe assuage some of my frustration about it and be like well maybe it was in production for so long they just didn't have the opportunity to really dig down deep this is one of the reasons why I mentioned Desperado, Reservoir Burst, Magnificent Howe, Onslaught, uh, Focus Firefly on the Genesis Chain. These are all perk examples that are cool, synergistic, unique, standout. So even if you could argue that Desperado is a damage reload or that Magnificent Howl is damage reload, people were trying to tell me that Focus Firefly was damage reload. I, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying when I zero in on damage reload perks, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, don't ever do damage reload perks. You just got to make them cooler and more exciting. It's so, it's just, there is something really, really lacking. And this was an argument that I made in between the video and this Q&A. I basically said that if the guns need the damage and reload perks to be best in slot, that to me is a deficiency. 
okay raid weapons out of the box should be just good at damage and reload they shouldn't have to lean on a damage and reload perk this then would allow Bungie to say we don't need damage and reload perks on endgame loot endgame loot is of another caliber out of the box it's an excellent weapon and then on top of that you get some splash and dash you get something that's a little bit cooler or a little bit flashier so then as I said in the middle of the video no matter what you do these weapons are all essentially doing the same thing they have jobs within the combat loop and if they're doing that and they're doing a good job they become very very interchangeable the difference being the experience the visual the feeling of the weapon if that makes sense the other thing they have not even mentioned adept guns for the raid it just doesn't make sense that these are the top guns for the end game right they don't even have adept versions of them again adding credence to jay golden's theory that maybe these weapons were in production long you know too long ago to have the 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 pizzazz and the razzmatazz that we're looking for you know they just basically are iterations of existing perks auto loading holster and overload are basically coming together to give you reconstruction right redirection is just a fancy form of rampage kill clip swashbuckler it's just a fancy form right now the elemental final blows increasing damage on the weapons next shot that is nice in certain circumstances i think i undersold that a little bit in the video you can definitely run an energy primary get a bunch of those energy final blows and then pull out that sniper rifle or that shotgun and go to town on a major unfortunately in 90 percent of the content those majors are going to die fast anyway so that really, really strong shot isn't necessary. Now, in a 1280 Legendary Lost Sector or a Grandmaster Nightfall, I think Recombination's probably going to start showing up as a, as a strat, as a best practice. So that's nice, but as I said, that's just far too contextual to be blanketedly helpful. These weapons should be awesome out of the box and then the perks go on top i even in the in-between debate that we had i went so far as to say just homogenize reload and impact like damage on weapons just homogenize it so reloading is generally fine and acceptable on every weapon and then you're shopping for perks what does the weapon do when you get an axe in diablo yes you check the dps but you mainly are checking the perks. The perks is what gives it an identity. And if the reload was standardized on all weapons and just felt good and didn't feel like a pain point, then you could start adding other perks. Perks that are more identity establishing. It's like what does, as I said so many times, the weapon is supposed to kill ads. What does it do beyond that? I said, if you were going around with a checklist, you know, you see these these guys, they come in with their clipboard and they're going around and examining like the quality of, of the product that somebody is making, okay? When they come to the raid guns and their little clipboard, the first box is, are these good weapons? Yep, check the box. Okay, beyond that, what makes them special? What do they do? With the current raid weapons, it's like, are these weapons good? It's, well, yes, but they're good and best in slot if you get these certain perks on them. They, you should be checking the box right away. Yep, they're great weapons. Out of the box, doesn't matter what role you get, they're solid weapons. They're really, really, they're, they're top tier weapons. Not necessarily best in slot, but they're good. Their goodness or their bestness should not be in relation to, well, you need these damage and reload perks. You know, 
if the guns in Vogue are just like these again, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, that is even taking into consideration what Blackburn said. Right. The idea... I Listen, I like Joe Blackburn. I liked what he said about loot quantity. I don't like his philosophy about Endgame. I think his philosophy about Endgame is bad. It is. I mean, I disagree with his philosophy. His philosophy is that everyone should be alive when an encounter has been beaten. Which means you have to make encounters that are dialed back enough that everyone's alive at the end. It's not so difficult and so hard that you're commonly beating it low, man. Right? So that philosophy for me on the end game, it's like, wait, what? Wh- why are you trying to do this participation trophy thing with the end game? It's a raid. It's okay if someone's dead when we beat the boss. It's okay if someone's dead in an encounter and we are able to press on and low man it without them. What's the matter with that? Why is that not ideal? And then he goes even further. They don't want only the good weapons and good perks to come from the raid. Look, nobody's asking for that. Why is that your justification for rolling down raid perks onto other weapons? I, I don't know. It, I like him, and I like his candor uh, about loot quantity and beyond light. I do. I like him, and I like his candor. I don't like his, his, his philosophy and his view of Endgame. I think it's led to some bad decisions, you know? I think the res timer and his in his philosophy about good weapons and good perks rolling out of the raid, you know, leaving essentially the exclusivity of the raid, I do not agree with his philosophy on that. I think that that is fundamentally what we have disliked up to now is that raid weapons aren't standout enough and on a like I said this in the interim if you're on the design team of the perks for the raid weapons and you know in your mind all these perks will eventually end up on other weapons, just how hard are you going to swing at those perks? How hard? You know deep down that these perks will not only stay in the raid, you know that their life cycle will be longer than 12 months, so we're right back in the same dumb problem we were before. You're making raid weapons that aren't that exciting. It's why they basically have said, well, we, I get so frustrated with this. They said endless viability is making it hard to make really good standout weapons. And in the next breath, they're like, oh yeah, the perks on raid guns. Yeah. Eventually we'll put those on other guns. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sunsetting was supposed to protect against this. It was supposed to limit the viability of really good standout weapons. And now you're claiming that the perks can go on other guns, in essence, perpetuating the end game viability of guns with those perks, therefore invalidating the entire premise of why you instituted sunsetting in the first place. Did, did you guys track with the logic there? The logic is already breaking down. They've contradicted themselves. The idea was these weapons are only endgame viable for 12 months, and that allows us to do it again 12 months later. We're going to limit the viability of the guns. It's going to make room at the upper echelon. And then there's already an article where they're like, yeah, I mean, eventually we'll put those perks on other guns. What? Then what's the point of sunsetting? If the, if the perk will be out there and viable in perpetuity, because you're like, well, we don't want to leave it out of the pool. It's a good perk. Then why did you why did you institute sunsetting then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it, to me, this is, a, this is a glaring logical contradiction. Right? 
glaring logical contradiction of the initial premise that Luke Smith outlined. So. The point is what everyone has been saying to Rishi the same guns over and over again. Right. And I wasn't concerned about that with lower echelon gear. I wasn't. I thought if it if it if it protects the upper echelon, I'm all for it. And uh, we're I don't know we're finding out a different story. You know. That's why they sunset the ritual weapons. Right. That's precisely why in this bottom paragraph I mentioned Desperado, Reservoir Burst, Magnificent Howl, Onslaught. Like you know, th- these are these are perks that they 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 got rid of. You know. In, in essence, they got rid of them out of the end game, And they're like, here's your raid weapons. Three perks that aren't even good enough to keep exclusive to the raid guns. But we're going to keep Desperado, Onslaught, Reservoir, Burst, Magnificent Howl, and all the rest of the pinnacle perks. Yeah, we're going to keep those on one weapon. We're okay with that. I'm, it's so inconsistent. It's, it's really frustrating. I get especially wound up about this because I defended sunsetting on this premise for months. For months. Those aren't from ritual weapons. Those perks are from pinnacle weapon ritual weapons where mostly basic guns with basic perks. It, okay, but you're, you're saying that, Darksider, but they're cool. Right? They're cool. Desperado, Reservoir Burst on the Loaded Question, that's not a basic perk. Magnificent Howl, Onslaught, these are not basic perks. These are cool perks. These are good perks. You know, even Master of Arms on the on the, on the the Recluse, that's a good perk. Right? And again, in the center of my argument, in the center of my article, right here, primary and secondary uh, weapons by their very nature do a specific and repeatable job in Destiny and there's a ceiling on how effective these weapons can be without trivializing content or creating power creep so it's not about creating better stronger weapons it's take them to the ceiling and make them unique and awesome and they didn't do that they took them to the ceiling and they're just boring best in slot weapons the raid weapons are undoubtedly at the ceiling they're at the ceiling of efficiency they're great weapons it's just it's boring I think he's trying to differentiate between pinnacles and rituals where rituals have normal perks. Oh, those aren't from ritual weapons. Those are perk from pinnacle weapons. Ritual weapons were mostly basic guns with basic perks. Oh, I understand what you're saying. He didn't use good punctuation. I was like, what the frick are you saying? Recluse, Redrix, Lunas were pinnacle weapons with pinnacle perks. Right. Darksider, don't you think... That's the point I'm trying to make, right? Don't you think the fact that they made those perks so awesome and those are on guns that have been retired, those are on one gun, right? Don't you think they could have done that for the raid too? It's a bigger loot pool than one dadgum weapon. You know, it's six weapons. These six weapons could have a handful of awesome perks and then leave them there. You already did it with all those pinnacles. You let you there those guns are gone. They're sunset. That's the point I'm making. You know? Like I understand the differentiation that you're making between like Python exit strategy Komodo and all those and then the the actual pinnacle ones that were awesome. What I'm saying is they've shown us their hand. They can make really awesome dope strong super cool perks and then just sunset them. They didn't do that. Yo, what's good chief? Thank you. Merry Christmas. They didn't do that. Essentially, what they did is they gave us best-in-class weapons. That's what they did. So I'm not necessarily wanting to look a gift horse in the mouse and be like, well, you guys didn't give us good weapons. They're good weapons. They're just boring. 
That's the issue I'm, I'm, I'm having with it. They have proven they can make great perks. They have proven that they can make great perks that they leave in a small package. And, uh, I'm sorry, a small pool. You know what I mean? Fet44 with the next question. Do you think it's possible that the raid team may have these particular raid perks on the weapon created before the new sunsetting? Oh, yeah, it's a repeat of the first question. Sorry. Yeah, Fed, I think you told me that. Alpha Guardian with the next question. How will Bungie maintain raid relevancy after the weapons are sunset? Should they remove raids with sunset weapons? Oh, how will they maintain raid relevancy after the weapons are sunset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, a discussion about this yesterday. The idea of like, there's still content in the game, there's still content being sold, and it's being sold with weapons that are already sunset, right? And, you know, should they be doing that? First and foremost, I don't think so. No, I don't think you should be selling content with weapons that are already sunset. I I think that's, I don't know. I think that's kind of stupid. Um, so, uh, that that's something that I don't think should happen. Now, on the raids, on the raids... I, I don't know if they could do this. Apparently, the reward team is too small. They're trying to expand the reward team. They don't, ha- you know, they don't have enough people, uh, or whatever. And so, for me, for me, if they're going to, uh, if they're going to keep the raids around, right? If they're going to keep the raids around, then what I would say, you've absolutely got to re re up the weapons either raise all their infusion caps also do this retroactively by the way right also do this retroactively because if I already have the weapon I shouldn't have to go get it again so either do that just be like hey you know what we're keeping the raids around a little bit longer you know like the lectern the lectern on the um, on uh, the moon I think they should have done that they should have said hey we're going to raise the infusion caps on all those guns, even if they're already in your inventory, okay? Now, if you're not going to do that, then I think what you need to do is add new things. So Garden of Salvation should have one new weapon per encounter. You don't need to add new armor. That's fine. I don't, I'm not really too concerned about that. So I would say if Garden of Salvation is sticking around in Witch Queen, then you add one gun per encounter. Fill in the gaps. Add a heavy weapon, add a kinetic primary, add an energy secondary, and call it a day. You know, well, two, do two heavy weapons while you're at it. That's four. It's four encounters, four weapons. That's always been my thought, is why not just add guns as the seasons come out? Like, why not add guns to Deep Stone Crypt next season? Why not? Like, I, I don't know. With... with with the currency method and the increased agency method add a couple of guns you know add one heavy one special and uh, one primary you know if you're gonna keep the content around put something in there or at the very least raise the infusion caps so any any dummy that goes in there and runs them by mistake is at least getting stuff they can use again I'm thinking witch queen here I don't know, really right now my worry isn't raid weapons don't have permanent OP and unique perks. My worry is weapons even with different perks feel way too similar because they're way too little stat variation between guns. Like, I feel no different using True Prophecy, uh, Criminal's Dagger, and Steady Hands. All three are kinetic 120 hand cannons and they're way too similar to each other. I'm telling you, it's perks. It all comes down to perks, dude. They don't even have to be OP. 
Listen, if you're going to sit here and try and tell me stat differences would make those guns feel different, I, that no, I don't think so. If one of them was doing a blind, if one of them was doing a bleed, if one of them was doing a, a chain explosion or something, like I, I, th- those guns would feel different depending on which one you were using. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, this idea that like messing with stat... Oops, ouch. This idea that you can just mess with stats on weapons and people are really going to notice, then why doesn't it, why, why is anybody celebrating the freaking pinnacle weapons then? I'm sorry, the adept weapons. Nobody's coming out of their skin for these adept weapons and trials. You know, these stat differences that you're going to be able to, you know, leverage. Over the years, I said this yesterday uh, when I was ranting about the adept weapons. Over the years, the main thing that gives a gun identity and a cool feel is not the stats. It's the perks. It's the perks. And obviously, recoil pattern, reload animation, all those things play a factor. I think this is one of the reasons that people flocked to perks like Outlaw and Rampage. You see it, you hear it, you feel it. It's it's hitting all of your senses. I'm not necessarily seeing, hearing, and feeling these passive reload perks. Like, sure, I pull my shotgun and I'm like, whoa, it's got got bullets in it, it's ready to go. No, when I shoot it, I need to feel something, right? You were just arguing it that it's not down to perks. All guns out of the box are good to go. Perk is what makes types strong and unique. No, 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 I was saying it's the perks. I was just saying that. I was reading Darksiders commentary that he thinks it's more about stats and I was responding to him. I think it comes down to perks. The most memorable weapons were defined by their perks, not their stats. No one's like, oh man, that Imago loop or that Genesis chain, holy moly, the base stats were so great. No, we're thinking of the explosive rounds on the Imago. We're thinking of the the focus firefly, the the, the Firefly and the Fatebringer, like, we're thinking of the perks, like, I remember running an Angel's Advocate in the Kingsfall raid, and I had on the gauntlets that gave me increased reload when I was in an aura, and the thing had Outlaw, and I had uh, the Scout Reloader on my gauntlets. That thing reloaded blindingly fast in an aura. It was awesome, right? That's all perks. It's a, it's, that's a perk-based identity. I couldn't tell you what the base stats were on the gun. Now, obviously, I think I know that like the base reload was, was pretty high by default. You want, you want raid weapons to be good out of the box, but they can't be better without unique perks. I think you're misunderstanding me, and you're arguing against a position that I've not taken. When a raid weapon drops, it should be a great weapon before the perk roll. So the perks then are built around being unique and cool and flashy. Does that make sense? Right now, in order for the raid gun to be the best on paper, it needs the damage and reload perks in order to be there. Get rid of the damage and reload perks. Make the gun excellent out of the box. And then the perks come in and the perks are what drives it. That, that, that's the thing that that's what I'm going for. You (laughs) discount Lono 369. You got that much money off. That's how many shirts you bought using that 30% using that code Lono. 
I don't get any kickback on that right now. I'm, I'm supposed to be talking to the founder of the company about what we should do going forward. <clears throat> I prefer stipend over commission. We'll see what they want to do. Usually with commission, you can make way more money, but you gotta, you gotta constantly promote it, and I don't like doing that. I like promoting stuff rhythmically and periodically, you know? The point I'm trying to make, uh, to hone in on, is that the ray gun should be good out of the box. 140 hand cannons will always be 140 hand cannons. No, 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 you're, you're, you're missing, you're missing what I'm saying, Robert. There's an enormous difference between a 140 hand cannon with good base reload and impact and target acquisition like all of its base stats should just be, should make it good you shouldn't feel like I really need a reload perk on this you should be like no the base reload's excellent now Darksider was kind of touching on that like right having differing stats I think what he's saying is kind of pairing with what I'm saying but that's not all you do you make the base stats so good that you don't think there's no way I can use this weapon without a reload perk. Think about a 120 hand cannon. You're never going to want to use a 120 without a reload perk. You aren't, because the base reload is painful. It's painful. But if a 120 dropped in a raid, its base reload should be awesome. And then you don't need to worry about a reload perk. In fact, Bungie wouldn't even put a reload perk in the perk pool. It wouldn't be about that. For me, even with different perks, there's way too the same. For me, perks don't make guns unique or memorable, but they make the perk memorable. Do you remember the recluse? Uh, for it being a recluse, or just remember the perk master at arms? I remember the recluse. I, did, I honestly didn't even know the name. That, uh, that it, When somebody kept asking about master at arms, I was like, is that what that perk is? Like, I knew the perk was doing it, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Yo, Hilly Heat coming in with the, the, the renewed membership. That's five members for the day. Thank you for doing that, Hilly. Bungie making a 120 with awesome reload goes against Bungie's archetype structure, in my opinion. I mean, you're welcome to that opinion. I happen to think that you're wrong, and here's why. That means every time you get a 120, their archetype structure has hobbled your weapon, and you must get a reload perk to make it tolerable. It's like, the, it's like, do you remember the King's Fall weapons? They all came with Cocoon. So, one perk every time wasted on Cocoon. Every time you get a 120, that's what you're going to think. I got to get a reload perk. I don't want to have to reload this thing. Holy moly, it's freaking painful. Uh, that you're, you're hobbling the weapon before it even gets in your hands. You're, you're literally having to throw a perk away. Every time, every time you go for a 120, uh, yep, got to throw a reload perk away. You go for something else. That's exactly how it is now. Right. And I'm saying that's bad. Think of it this way. Like I said in Diablo, when the axe drops, you're not like, well, I better check the speed of the swing and I better check its re. No, you check the perks. You would, you would literally be, you'd be farming for perks instead. I even said this earlier, Robert. They should just homogenize reload. All guns should have a reasonable reload. What's the, why, why, what's it matter? If 120 suddenly had a decent default reload, that wouldn't, that wouldn't break anything. This isn't Fortnite. Where I'm constantly getting into shotgun battles with my with my barrel my my my, uh, my double barrel and I gotta like reload it before I go back into battle like 
homogenizing reload speeds would not would not hurt the weapon archetype balance you would no longer look at certain weapons and say I always need a reload perk every time you're literally throwing that perk slot away so the god rolls that you're chasing are then immediately limited it's immediately limited not if you use your weapons as stat sticks then the stats matter more in Diablo I had multiple characters where the perks on the weapon didn't matter if it's attack speed wasn't fast enough it's both and though Darksider I'm not saying that you literally ignore stats I'm saying for most for most people when you're farming for weapons like that's the first thing you're going to look at is oh does it have any cool perks it's more identity establishing than a stat bar I have like like something on my face they homogenize reload speed then why would you use a faster RPM weapon that doesn't hit as hard Ah, see, you're already starting to push on what would happen, Elegant. You're there. You're right there. You almost, you all, you probably even know the answer. See, see, you're on the verge of brilliance right now. This is what would happen. Slower fire rate archetype weapons, precision weapons, aggressive frame weapons, high impact weapons, right? They would have perk pool, perk pools in line with their identity they would do things and have abilities and procable things that would make sense with what they are and then when you go to the high rate of fire weapons same thing do you see you're farming for something based on its identity and what it does instead of well if I go for this weapon I gotta have a reload perk or it's gonna be insufferable to use it's gonna be awful you see it's like, that's why I'm always trying to peel this veil back on people. I'm like, stop. We, we got to get away from this. I would much rather say, yo, all rapid frames have had their perk pool updated uh, this season. And there's these really cool perks that you can only get on rapid frame weapons. And man, if you can get them to proc, oh, it's awesome. Your rapid frame pulses, auto rifles, and SMGs can get these cool, you know, I don't know. Again, I think Elemental is the treasure trove. I think when you go down the Elemental path of like Elemental perks, I think that's really, really exciting. And then with high impact weapons, you would want to do things that make up for the fact that they shoot a little bit slower. Like, what's the perk going to do? Stunning the enemy, knocking the enemy back, blinding the enemy, basically giving them the ability to make up for their slow fire rate with more of a, I can kind of control the flow of the battlefield. And then rapid fires, you'd want to make up for the fact that they're kind of bullet hoses and the fact that they're lower on the damage spectrum. You'd go for, you'd go for stuff that's more, uh, maybe, maybe more suppressive, maybe more crowd control. Not so single target stun, more of a spraying crowd control identity. You would start to create perks that would do just that. You would say, man, if you're going to use a rapid fire, these weapons can do X, Y, and Z with these particular perks. It'd be reinventing every weapon and all of their archetypes. To a certain extent, I am asking for something that's pretty significant, but this is what I've been saying. Like, we need a weapon system update. You gotta, you gotta update the weapon system. You've gotta get away from this idea that reload and damage perks are the coup de grace. They're the gold, holy grail. No, they're not. We don't need them. That it's you're literally <laughs> you're chasing shoelaces. Like that's what you're chasing. 
Shoes come with shoelaces. Guns need to do damage and reload. Like, you're chasing shoelaces. It's so basic. Damage and reload perks are so basic. It's okay to have damage and reload perks if they're exciting, fresh, visible, something cool going on. I just, I don't know. It's, I just feel like we're stuck in a rut. I think D2 just did too much damage to the weapon system. I don't know if we're ever going to crawl out and, 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 and see like a truly evolved and awesome, awesome system. I just, you know, it's, it's, it honestly is unfortunate. It really is. Cause I'm like, they're literally, they just keep masquerading the same perks under different names. Rampage, swashbuckler, kill clip, multi kill clip. They're, it's they're all horses of a different color. It's like you just keep spraying the same horse with a different color and giving it a different name, and they're fundamentally the same dadgum thing. Das Voodoo. Do you think the endless viability of exotic weapons hinders the potential of raid weapons? Many people thought pinnacles were better than exotics. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I. Exotics aren't that big of a threat because you can only do one of them. I think that's always going to kind of keep them... It, that's always going to keep me from saying that, right? I'm never... I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be like, yeah, they... I, I would be okay with sunsetting exotics, but only under certain circumstances. I've always said it would have been much better to sunset the Touch of Malice instead of nerfing the Touch of Malice. It would have been better to sunset the Sleeper instead of nerfing the Sleeper. So I could take the Sleeper into strikes or places where there's a solar burn and enjoy it, but when I go into the endgame, I can't take the Sleeper. Like, again, I'm qualifying it big time. I am not pro-sunsetting exotics, but I am like... Man, it'd be a whole lot better to sunset exotics than friggin' nerf them into the ground. They already are sunsetting your exotics. They're all sitting in your dadgum vault. You're not using them because they've been nerfed. Right? So, I'm only pro-sunsetting exotics if they leave them alone. If they stop nerfing them and then they just go into the... They just go into your vault. Like, they basically are sunsetting exotics. You know? So... But I don't think there is, I don't think they're like a threat, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's hindering potential raid weapons, because again, there's only, you can only use one at a time, you know? And, and listen, again, I'm not pro-sunsetting exotics, I'm not in favor of it, I'm not saying they should do it. I'm saying if they did it, if they would have been doing it in the past, I would have preferred that over nerfs, but I am not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sympathize, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna like... I'm not going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, we got to start sunsetting them. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start campaigning for it, you know? So. If you come in and ask me to raid other people, I just put you in a timeout. Like, seriously, don't do that. Uh, Vol5 says, Blackburn stated in a dev update, uh, we do we do want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself, so it has the potential to change gameplay. Would the current weapon perk system be okay if synergies or enhancing armor perks become a thing? Would the current weapon perk system be okay if synergies and armor enhancing uh, perks became a thing? Um, uh, I don't know. To me, this just creates another crutch situation where the weapon's good if it crutches on this armor, right? Which means the weapon's not good in and of itself. It's good if you crutch it on something else. I don't like that. I don't know. 
I'd have to I'd have to get I'd have to see this in practice. I'd have to see examples before I before I made up my mind on this. Cause this just sounds like yeah, the weapon's all right, but man, it really starts to flourish when you run it with this armor set and this mod. And it's like, okay, so the arm, the the gun's actually not that good then. It's like you're basically creating like three or four catalysts or something. You know what I mean? Elegant with a ten dollar tip. Uh, the ideas that have come from this channel. Merry Christmas, homie. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Wasn't Mountaintop a show that even with sunsetting, they won't stop nerfing and balancing sunset weapons? That's true. I mean, I, I, I guess, Darksider, but a lot of the reasons exotics were getting nerfed was because new encounters were coming out that were problematic. So they, they didn't need to do anything to touch a malice if it got sunset and it was always good in, in the King's Fall raid, but you couldn't take it into Wrath of the Machine. There are specific examples of exotics that they were fine in their era. They became a problem in the future. So... They wouldn't have necessarily needed to nerf those weapons. They just sunset them and let them sit in their era. I agree, but this seems like the reality of what will happen if they bring armor perks to armor. It's possible, bro. It's possible. I would withhold judgment. My initial gut reaction to your suggestion is that, well, this weapon's not that great unless I go and get all these other things for it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to see it in action before I decided whether or not I liked that. It sounds like something I wouldn't like because I'd rather have the weapon just be awesome out of the box and then my armor is all about like you know, stats, ability, uptime and all of that. But again, that's where that's where Blackburn's saying like that's not good enough, right? That's all you're really chasing is a stat replacer. You know? So even as I'm saying like well this is kind of the identity of armor I have to realize and admit that that identity isn't that great. You know, you're primarily you're primarily chasing armor just to replace pre-existing armor that already had good stats. Like he's trying to make there 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 be more to chase on armor and so you might be on to something. Voodoo says, "I was also getting at the potential for power creep in an effort to make exotics compete with legendaries as you propose them, they would have to get stronger." Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh no, I checked redirection in a lost sector, and the wording is a bit misleading. The damage procs, even on special red bars like Minotaurs, Hydras, it's ETC. The perk says more powerful. So anything that's not a trash ad, anything above a Vandal, basically, right? So it's not the it's not the color of their health. It's anything that isn't a literal garbage ad. So. Thralls and Acolytes, trash. Knights are more powerful. I guess that kind of makes sense. That wouldn't be a problem anymore. Once Transmog comes, having multiple armor sets needed and Masterwork is the future and that needs to happen. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Goblin and up. Yeah, anything with a shield or anything above a rank and file. I don't know if a goblin would be considered. I think a goblin would be considered rank and file. Yeah, goblins and hobgoblins are rank and file, and then uh, minotaurs would probably be considered the more powerful. So there's always like the two grunts, right? You have dregs and vandals, you have thralls and acolytes, you have goblins and hobgoblins. That, 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 That would be my guess. Is rank and file is those bottom two, and anything above the bottom two is considered a more powerful enemy. 
I thought it was based on their the the color of their health bar, but now that you're saying it, I think I do remember it procking on a servitor that one time. I was like, that's kind of weird. Harpy. Oh yeah, Harpy's probably considered a rank and file. You're right. You're right. Exploder Thrall is probably considered a rank and file. So there's probably three then, right? You think is there three? I don't think the Fallen have three. Oh, Shanks, they do. They do. I think Shanks have three rank and file. Uh, Shanks would be the third, I mean. So Fallen have three. A Drag, a Vandal, a Shank. And then the Vex have Goblin, Hobgoblin, Harpy. The Hive have Thrall, Exploder, Thrall, Acolyte. Yeah, I think it's the. I think it's three. Sorry, it's not the two. It's actually three three units that are rank and file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wretches. What are wretches? Are you talking are you playing Gears of War, Wheezy? Is it four each? Cause he's saying shanks, drags, vandals, wretches. What the frick is a wretch? In in the fallen? They're like vandals, what do you mean? Oh, maybe there is four. Cause yeah, there's scions too. On the on the on the cabal. Oh, those are the stabbies? They don't call them fought they don't I always called them vandals. Oh, the scorn crawlers are screebs, aren't they? I didn't even I forgot about wretches. <laughs> I think I always I thought the wretch was the scorn. No, I don't think so. Hang on a second. Destiny Hang on. Destiny 2 Wretch. Oh, he's got the spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are those new, though? When did those get added to the game? How long have they been around? Oh, yeah, I see one with the... I see one with the Taken icon. So they have been around for a while. I don't think I ever noticed they were called Wretches. I think I just assumed they were Vandals because of what they look like. Well, there you go. Like I said, I don't play this game. I just talk about it. Gemini Frick. Um, it might not be the same for every every uh, every race then, because it sounds like the Fallen might have more. Because the, the the Fallen the Fallen sound like they have more rank and file than uh, than the Hive, right? The Cabal have Legionnaires, um, Phalanxes. And scions, do they have any other rank and files? Um, I don't know if they do. I'm trying to think. It's so hard because, yeah, because after that you got the guys with the blades, and then you got the colossuses and stuff. Oh, war beasts. Yep, you're right. They got the dogs, so they got four. Maybe it is. Maybe every maybe every unit has four. Then I guess do the do the then. Do the Hive have four? This feels so silly, but I'm actually interested. So do the Hive have four? Thrall, Exploder Thrall, Acolytes? Do they have a fourth? I don't know. Is it just the three for the Hive? Because after that, it's Knights and Wizards, isn't it? Because it sounds like the Fallen and the Cabal have four. And the Vex don't have four. 
The Vex don't have four. The Vex have goblins, hobgoblins, harpies. The sniper guys? Yeah, those are scions. Knights and witches are a rank and file? What? No, they're not. Are you serious? See, this is why you can't make up terms like this. I don't know what the frick. I I don't know. Fanatics? Oh, the exploding Vex. You're right. Yep, fanatics. They do. They have four. Knights and wizards are not rank and file. No, 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 no. Hives have snipers? What are the snipers, guy? Now, shriekers aren't rank and file. Destiny 2, Hive, Sniper. I thought those were just acolytes. Oh, they're called adherents. Why is that... Hive adherent. It looks like an act. It looks like a knight, though. That looks like a knight. I don't know if an adherent would be considered a rank and file. It probably is. It's so funny how, like, I played the game for so long, but I didn't even realize there were adherents and there were wretches. I had no idea. Yeah, Acolyte Thrall, Curse Thrall, Adherent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a malnourished knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a mixture of Acolyte and knights. They're a little bit smaller. Okay, okay. So yeah, there are four. There's four. It sounds to me like there's four rank and files for every single race. It sounds like. I made a chart of how many points a kill gives you for war mind cells to spawn and a night witch is worth the same as an acolyte huh oh when you actually see them to scale the adherents are not that big the picture I looked up on google image you look like a knight not all red bars are rank and file because you won't get the redirection buff yeah we're not saying red bar we're actually saying it, it's, it's their rank it's not their color of their bar so like with the with the hive, an acolyte, a thrall, a curse thrall, and an inherent, I think all those are rank and file. Everything else is a rank up. A knight, a witch, an ogre. Those are those are all above rank and file. You know? That's what I would say. I would I, it's it's not about the color. It seems like it's about their rank. You know? So the, the 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 fallen have um, I'm sorry the vex have goblins hobgoblins fanatics and harpies and then the fallen have shanks dregs vandals and wretches and then the, and then the cabal have scions phalanxes uh, legionnaires and then um, oh I forget the one that we oh the war dogs. Yeah. Dregs, wretches, vandal, shanks, and marauders. I wonder if marauders are considered rank and file, though. Aren't they? All, aren't marauders almost always up, up, up a rank in, in health? I don't know. Yeah, and the, the the cabal have the turrets too. So weird. It, like it. The, see, what's funny is we've never thought this way about the game. Like these are classifications that we've never really thought about. 
If I would have asked you a year ago, like, what are the rank and file enemies of the hive? You'd have been like, what are you, what? What is that? <laughs> you know, do you mean trash ads? It's so inconsistent, but not surprising as champions needed boss resists, but major damage mods or the other way around. Huh. That's weird. Not all enemies have equal numbers of rank and file, though. Yeah, it seems like it actually isn't consistent. It is not consistent. So, that was worth that was worth spending time on. <laughs> Dracus Pander. Hi, Lono. Is it possible Bungie is gun shy towards power? Uh, so they're trickling down moderate perks uh, from end game content in order to mitigate possible game breaking situations. Um, well, I mean, yes and no, yes and no, like they don't need to make these guns insanely strong. Like that's not what anybody has been asking for today. I've even said, I mean, right here, take the gun to the ceiling. It's totally fine that there is a ceiling. The gun can be just an awesome primary, but give it perks that are more exciting. You know, it's it's not it's not about like well the weapon better blow eight holes in every enemy and kill eight at a time. Like, no. That is not that is not what I'm asking for. We that's basically you're asking for power creep. You're asking for every time they make a raid for the weapons to be insanely mind blowing, and that just that isn't gonna happen. There's there's literally no way they can do that. There's always gonna be a ceiling on how strong and awesome they can make weapons. And so, if that, like, so, yes, intrinsically, like, the very nature of the game, they can't go crazy and just start giving us stuff that's going to break the game. So, obviously, yes, they don't want to do that. They're gun-shy about doing that. However, I don't necessarily think you even have to, 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 to be worried about that. You don't have to be worried about that. Just make a good gun and throw some spicy perks on it. Adherent? Adhere adherent? Adherent. I think it's pronounced ad here ant. Like, come here, ant. Adherent. You know, here auntie. You know, it, it that that's that's probably the correct pronunciation. You know. Coming from somebody named Aku de Papa Papua. <laughs> Aku de Papua. You know, you can really try and get on me about adherent, adherent. I actually think there's two pronunciations, Mister, Mister. I'm looking it up. We're doing this. We're doing it. We are adherent. Oh, that's no. That's not. That was that. I clicked on the wrong one. No. Yeah, there's two. There's two pronunciations beneath it. There is. There's two pronunciations under un, 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 underneath of it. Hang on. Hang on. Get out of here. Adherent. No, I want the other one. It shows me two. Where's the speaker for the other one? Frick it. We'll do it live. You can pronounce it both ways. You can say adherent or ad- adherent. 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 Abhorrent. You can. It, it's true. You can. This is just garden variety censorship. Somebody went and deleted the other entry. We're moving on. I'm not. I'm not conceding. No, I'm not tipsy. <laughs> like is Lono drunk? What the frick is this? 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Next question is from Darksider. Should the uniqueness of the weapons come from the perks, with weapon types being rare combinations of kinetic specials, 260 scouts, 180 hand cannons, are rare, I feel like their unique aspect is their types, and the perks give a little extra, but aren't the focus. Well, now here's the thing. No, I don't agree with this. And the only reason you can claim this is because they sunset 75% of the dadgum game. Like, you can't claim this if they actually get loot quantity right. You know what I'm saying? You can't gut 75% of the weapons and then be like, well, there's, there's the only energy 180. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, you sunset 75% of the game. Of course, it's the only dadgum one, right? That doesn't make it unique, you know? It's like going into my kid's room and being like, where's all my toys, dad? I'm like, well, you know, I, uh, I put them in a box, but hey, hey, look at that. You have one stuffed animal on the floor. Dad, I had 10 stuffed animals 10 minutes ago. Just because you removed the other stuffed animals doesn't mean this one's all of a sudden unique and cool. But it's the only one you have. Yeah, you took my other ones away. Like, that's not any. That's no, that's not good enough. <laughs> we sunset 75% of the legendary loot pools. So now there's only one 180 energy hand cannon. Isn't it unique and cool? No, it's not. You took all the other ones out. Before sunsetting, there was 1260 RPM scout and one slug kinetic shotgun. Okay, Mr. Know-it-all, you know what I'm saying. There needs to be more quantity in the game. If the, if literally, no, that's not unique. That's just being withholding. Well, it's the only slug shotgun in the game. What, okay, so right now, there's only one, there's only one aggressive fusion rifle. Should, is that does that make it awesome and special? Well, to a certain extent, yes, it does make it special. But does that make it raid worthy? There's one aggressive fusion on Europa. Should that have been in the raid? That's not good enough. Just because you only add one of that weapon type. Yeah, come on. There are two. Where's the other aggressive fusion? You're saying yes it does. You would think for yourself, yes. We don't see eye to eye then. No. I want more loot quantity. I don't think you get a pat on the back for being like, there's only one. Congratulations. What? No. It's a loot-based game. You don't get a a clap on the back for adding one gun type. (laughs) It's so unique. It's not unique. It's the only one. Unique doesn't mean, oh, it's unique because you're withholding. So what? Like, I'll get Christmas cookies with my kids and I'll only ice one of them and be like, isn't this one unique? No, dad, you just covered it in red. There's nothing unique about it. But it's the only one with icing. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make it unique. You you literally only iced one cookie. You're an idiot. That doesn't make it unique, right? That's what they would say to me. Well, we only added one of this gun type. Isn't it unique? No, it's not unique. You're just failing to add more. (laughs) Yeah, Glacio's high impact. Glacio's not aggressive. There's only one aggressive fusion rifle in the game right now. That's exclusive, not unique. Thank you. Thank you. Exclusive or being withholding does not make something unique. So, alright. Let's delete every 140 from the game and I add one 140 hand cannon with a bunch of basic perks 
would you be like this thing's really unique no you would say this is a basic 140 but it's the only one doesn't that make it unique no that's not what made no that is not how we define unique in a game like this I don't agree with that at all especially after they admitted they didn't add enough guns you can't admit you didn't add enough guns and then expect me to give you a trophy for adding oh that's the only one I don't know I don't agree with that I don't agree with that I think uniqueness is when you're like I've never had a gun like this before that's uniqueness that's unique that's why we said the Genesis chain was unique it was the first auto rifle to ever have Firefly, and it didn't just have Firefly, it had Focus Firefly. So it was like, I've never had an auto rifle like this before. We all went after the loaded question. We're like, it's a fusion rifle. However, it's got a perk on it that we couldn't get before. It's unique. You're giving them a pass if all they have to do is add an archetype that doesn't exist. It's like, if that's all they got to do for something to be unique, we're in bad shape. We are in super bad shape. They got to swing. They got to swing harder. Dark Seraphim. With the introduction of new consoles and an an engine, do you think that they played it safe for the first season or so? Could they be using feedback to make really good weapons for the summer season in Vogue? I don't like to keep saying it's going to get better, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. (laughs) Like we've said that so many times. I will say the game has improved and gotten better year to year. This year is better than Shadowkeep as far as quality of life, base level improvements. I believe that Shadowkeep's year improved on base level things that year two struggled with, right? I believe they have continued to improve the game. So I'm not going to act like we've all just been in this holding pattern for the game to get better. I believe they have made improvements and made things better, right? Like, they have made things better over the years. So I need to concede that, you know, things have gotten better. However, I don't want to keep saying that. Oh, it'll get better. Oh, it'll get better. But at the same time, I want to leave room for the fact that maybe this was really tough on them. They had to rebuild the game. They had to rebuild entire structures and systems and they reallocated scripts to other systems and they changed the background API stuff to Vulcan. Like They had to make all these updates to the console so that it could get an FOV slider and increase FPS and increase load time. So those architectures needed to be changed and updated and they updated all the lighting and the shading and the blah blah blah. Like all those things, yes, could have detracted from this expansion being substantive and dense it does feel light right you know what I'm saying I don't want to keep giving them a pass but I can see a reality where they had to focus on so many things that were not content based they were qualitative porting based does that make sense they were almost porting the game over to a new version of itself that ain't easy That's one of the reasons it doesn't run as well on PC as it used to. We lost that really crispy Vicarious Visions port. We lost that version of the game. We don't have that version any longer. So I'm willing to make room to say, all right, okay, I guess we'll set our sights on Witch Queen then. I know this was kind of hard for you guys, but dadgummit, I feel like we keep saying this, you know? I love your channel, but I gotta say that I love the new raid weapons and I want to marry them. I mean, homie, you are allowed to love them and disagree with me. That's what we do here. Alex says, do you think 
that the current exotic legendary system is holding weapon system uh, weapon perks down. I feel like part of the reason we have so many stale weapon perks is because they make them more unique. They would be going into an exotic weapon lane. I mean, I, I think this is probably a decent bit of pushback on what I was saying, and that's why I've continued to say take the weapon to the ceiling of efficiency, make it a good weapon, and then add cool perks. You don't need to step on the toes of all these other poor exotic primaries that no one uses, right? You don't you don't need to. You know what I mean? I like they, I don't think they need to step on the toes of a lot of these exotic primaries that sadly get ignored because again, I think you can make weapons that are hey, this is a great primary and it does this really cool flashy thing I mean, to be quite honest I'm asking for gimmicks I want something to just visually be cool and feel cool and I think that's what I'm asking for I'm not asking for a uh, I'm not asking for power creep. I'm not asking for broken weapons, you know? That's why I asked that question. It truly feels like they're looking at improvement and setting new standards before giving us the recluse-type weapons. Well, Norberto, I hope you are right. I really do. Because, man, I feel like they swung really, really low here. They, they took a really, really safe, very careful, calculated, nothing too spicy. The Trials Adept weapons, eh, the raid weapons, eh, everything just feels safe, you know? The lament is like the shining, you know, the shining beacon in the room of kind of, you know, whoa, it's kind of crazy. Mr. Han Brolo, to follow up Alex's question, do you think we need to just forego the existing system and make exotics just more extreme versions of unique perks or maybe more effective versions versus the only guns that can hold those perks? It would open up more possibilities in my opinion. This harkens back um, this harkens back to one of my ideas I had about how they should um, turn some of the exotic primaries into legendaries. Um as as an example the um the, the lance uh <laughs> graviton lance they could take the graviton lance and they could turn it into a you know essentially a legendary version of itself where it was a remnant of its former self and it would be good and it would be worth using but it wouldn't be like broken right like i even started saying i think at one point i said why not why not take the uh why not take the perk off of it osmosis no not osmosis um shoot i forget what it's called uh and just put that on a pinnacle weapon I said that. I said, you you can put that on a pinnacle weapon. You can always take one of the perks off those exotics and just put them on like a pinnacle, right? So now the pinnacle, it's it's like a remnant. It's a shadow, right? It's a shadow of of the Graviton Lance. Cosmology, thank you. So it'd be a shadow of the Graviton Lance, but, but it wouldn't like break the game. You know what I'm saying? That to me is a route they could consider going. You know, where you're 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 basically giving us the Graviton Lance and making it usable, but you're not really breaking the game. You know what I mean? Why are we talking about Graviton Lance when Skyburner's Oath exists? It's 
so bad no one remembers it's a gun what i'm i'm just literally throwing out the first one off the top of my head wheezy i mean same idea right they could make a really really cool cabal pinnacle and then if you get that cabal pinnacle it could have one of the perks it could have one of the perks from the skyburner's oath you know what i mean they did isn't it just chain reaction yeah, I mean, I would love to see Chain Reaction on a primary. I mean, it's on a grenade launcher. <laughs> you know? It, 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 you know, if that showed up on a primary, I'd be pretty excited. Don't you see how they played it safe? They put Chain Reaction on a grenade launcher that you can't even really pursue with any intentionality. I don't know where else Chain Reaction is showing up right now. Can You get you can get it on something else, can't you? I feel like there's one other weapon you can get it on. It's that you can get it on the grenade launcher... There's two grenade launchers, really. Can you get on the blast bat too? It's more like dragonfly. You can get on a rocket. Yeah, who the frick is using a rocket to get chain reaction on a trash ad? That's the stupidest thing. Like, oh my gosh. See, you're playing it safe. You you you, you put a you put a cool perk on on weapons that that's not how you use them. Man, I can't wait to use this rocket launcher and grenade launcher to kill lots of ads efficiently. What the frick? No. No. Who's doing that? Uh, just playing it safe, chat. Heart of Quartz. I know it's not a question, but I could see them using the raid perks in tandem with other perks, like Reconstructure and Master of Arms for a pinnacle weapon wouldn't be so bad, I guess. I mean, I'm open to this being something that they do, but again, my main issue is the fact that the perks can't be that great if they're going to end up on guns that aren't in the raid. Thrilla, do you think Destiny could borrow from Mass Effect's damage system to make weapons more interesting? For example, you hit an enemy with solar, setting them alight. Then, uh, if you hit him by arc, it causes an explosion. People have said maybe a combo system would be cool. People have said maybe intrinsic... Um, intrinsic damage types and effects that would come from solar arc and void weapons and even stasis weapons if stasis weapons ever showed up in the game as legendaries i mean i i am I'm, I'm not necessarily against this this is a this is a form of combat evolution that i don't think that bungie is equipped to do uh to be quite honest i don't think they're equipped to do that level of combat evolution um you know they've actually kind of it seems to me honestly they've kind of struggled with combat evolution uh case in point champions um so I'm not necessarily against this, but this is a pretty significant amount of combat evolution. You know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. I don't actually think your idea is bad. I just think your idea is probably unlikely to get implemented. Robert Jones, uh, to me, <laughs> to me, the current weapons are very comparable to King's Fall. Are you looking for raid weapons to playstyle weapons instead of powerful? I we've kind of already established what I'm looking for. So I mean, I give you the I'll give you the, the, the Cliff's notes. I want these guns to be good at what they're supposed to do and the perk should be on top making them special unique and fun that's what I want so uh, Andrew Carrera do you think Bungie is fearful of making best in slot weapons locked behind the raid because of the inevitable crybabies on reddit no I don't think this is it I don't listen listen I I was I'm hard on Joe Blackburn because I disagree with his philosophy about the fact that they they don't want only good weapons and good perks to come from the raid wait so that so wait 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 wait. let's really read that at face value so that means there aren't any good perks or good guns in the game right now right seriously no 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 i'm not being cheeky 
If you follow the logic of that paragraph, there are no good weapons and no good perks in the gun right now. If it's necessary to take those three perks out of the raid, then that is based on the premise and the impetus that you just outlined. That only good weapons and good perks are coming from the raid. Well, we all know that's not true. You can get Wellspring, you can get Surplus, you can get Thresh, you can get you can get uh, One for All. There's a handful of guns and good perk combinations right now outside the raid. So, the premise upon which they are taking these perks out of the raid is that well we don't want the we don't want the raid to be the only place there's good weapons and perks so you just said there are no good guns and perks outside of the current raid then because if that's the impetus for taking those perks out like i said there's so much logical inconsistencies in these positions it's like no you guys made totally fine weapons the europa weapons are fine the, the, the weapons from Wrathborn are fine. They're good. They can get good perk combinations. They're not terrible, trash, awful weapons, and neither are their perk pools. You're creating a false impetus. That's not, that's not a true statement. You know what I'm saying? It's a bit of a stretch. I don't want to live in a world where everyone has false teeth. Does that mean today everyone has false teeth? But he's literally saying he doesn't want a world where the only good weapons and good perks come from the raid. Okay. So if I said, well, wait a minute, there are already good guns and there are already good perks and and good guns outside the raid right now. And he'd be like, oh, well, yo, you're right. But we're still going to take those perks and put them elsewhere. Wait, but why? You just admitted that the premise and the impetus is false. You don't live in a world right now where only good weapons and perks come from a raid. That's not a true statement. So if that's not true, number one, why say it? Number two, what's the impetus then to move these perks out of the raid? What is it? What's the true reason? Where do they say the the, the re-perks are getting taken out of the raid? It's right here in front of me uh, on the page here, uh, Wheezy. He did an interview with Polygon, and this is a direct quote from the article. Bungie doesn't want a world where the only good weapons and good perks come from the raid. As Joe Blackburn put it, how long does the Deepstone Crypt need to be out before we start carefully putting those perks on other guns? That means they have plans to take reconstruction, recombination, and and redistribution, recycle, reuse, re-re-re. They have plans to put those perks on guns outside the raid. Which grates against the sunsetting philosophy and premise that they outlined, and it's just... I, I, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to make that world. They're not making that world, though, Ochi. They're not making that world. So if they're not making that world, so the only way they can make a world that's not like that, Ochi, is to take those perks out of the raid. It, it, again, it, it, there's nothing. There's, there's it's, it lacks a consistency. So does that mean in season next season's thirteen? Let's say in season fourteen, then is when they decide to move these perks down. The only conclusion I could come to is, well, this is the, this is you avoiding a world where only good guns and perks are, are in the raid, which means all other guns at that point in time aren't good. Where is Reservoir, Magnificent Hile, Desperate Onslaught in the world? Weezy, you and I are like twins. Did you read the... Are you? Can you see the video? The very next paragraph, I said, even Desperado, Reservoir Burst, Magnificent Howl, Onslaught have not shown up in other perk pools, but where? But the raid perks can. 
I, like that's that was literally where my mind went. I was like, you literally have amazing perks that never have shown back up yet, but already within within that within the season that it landed, you're already entertaining the idea of these of these perks landing and other stuff. I hate it here. Why? You don't like having things in common with me? I mean, what's the problem? <laughs> Noble. What are your thoughts on putting some best-in-class weapons for PvP in the raid and some best-in-class weapons in the Crucible? From your talk, raid perks should be created with PvE in mind and not affect PvP. Sorry if I misunderstood your point. Oh, I 100% don't like the idea of having to go into content for weapons and other content. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? I, I do not want to go run trials for the best PvE weapon. I don't want somebody to go run the raid for the best for the best PvP weapon. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. And also when I was making some of my points noble, the main point I was making is they can make awesome perks that don't break Crucible. I do not want a world where only good things come from the raid does not follow. Today only good things come from the raid. They want to continue to make good guns outside the raid. Right. And they can do that without those perks coming down, Ochi. If those perks come down, he's basically saying the only way for us to make good guns outside the raid is to bring these perks out. Right? Couldn't in, couldn't in the next three seasons, season 13, 14, and 15, th- th- if they continue to add guns with the current loot pool, current perk pool that we have right now, we're all admitting those are good guns. So they can create a world where there's good guns and good perks outside the raid without bringing those perks out in order bringing those out. And if that's his premise, that means the only way for them to make good guns outside the raid is for those perks to come out. It's a, it's a, it's a logical, it's an, if then it's a, it's a, oh, my logic classes are leaving my brain. It's a premise that leads to a conclusion. Like it's, it's logically sound. He's saying, in order for us to make a world where only good guns and weapons and good perks aren't in the raid, we have to bring these perks out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's log- it's that's logical. Right now, we're all saying there are good guns and good perks outside the raid. We're all saying that, okay? So in one, two, and three seasons, over the next, over the next ten months... If they're adding more guns to the game with the perks we have now or some other new perks, if if they feel that they need to bring those perks out of the raid, then that means they can't put good guns and good perks in the game without those perks. They're creating a necessity. That's not what he said at all. He said, I do not want a world where the raid is the only place we add new guns. Yeah, no. He, he followed it up, though. You're only reading half of the statement. If they say, we don't, we don't want only good guns and perks to come from the raid, and then in the very next breath, it's like, eventually, the Deepstone Crypt, we're going to move those onto other guns. Like, I, I, I don't see what you're missing here. He's logically connecting the two things. He's logically connecting, if we want good weapons and perks outside of the raid, these perks need to come out of the raid. They can't only be here. The second half is a different statement. They're not a different statement. They're, it's, 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 I'm highlighting it. That They come together. That's the way the interview went. Unless the journalist is being misleading and you somehow know that, they're coming together. 
He, they, they're, they're literally back-to-back sentences. He even says, as Blackburn put it, Bungie doesn't want a world where the only good weapons and good perks come from the rain. As Blackburn put it, how long does Deep Stone Crypt need to be out before we start carefully putting those perks on other guns? They could be back-to-back, but they're not necessarily connected. This statement right here, I'm just going to leave it highlighted and move on. As Blackburn put it. They're basically saying, this is how he put it. He put it this way. That they don't want only good weapons and perks to come from the raid. This is how he put it. But all of this is for the future, and Bungie's designers still seem to be weighing that question. For now, the only way to get some of these perks is the Deepstone Crypt raid. But what about two seasons from now? How sacred will those perks and weapons be anymore? Just taking raid-only perks away and spreading them out on the weapons cheapen the raid guns. Is that worth doing anyway for the sake of enhancing all the other weapons? Those are all philosophical questions that different types of players will always answer in different ways. He's saying they want people who can't raid to enjoy the perks. Kind of, yeah. Mike on the mic. I, I gotta move on. We, we spent a lot of time on that. Happy holidays. So do you think Bungie is scared to make standout weapons, or do they simply not want to innovate on the current weapon system perks? I don't know, Mike. I, I don't think they're scared, and I don't think they're, like, refusing to move. I think they played it safe. I think they I think they're playing it safe. If you look at the trials adept weapons, right? If if you if you look at the trials adept weapons and you and you look at the raid weapons, there's nothing that's inherently bad about them. They just played it safe. I don't feel like there's like a fear, right? I don't think there's like a fear like, oh we can't make standout weapons or, you know, we don't want to innovate on the current perks. I think they just played it safe. You know what I mean? It's dangerously close to year one clan raid loot engrams. Yeah. I, I don't nec- I don't want to beat them up for playing it safe, right? They were probably thinking, holy moly, we're doing so much at the same time. We're, we're porting the game over to a new version of itself. We're changing scripts around. We're changing API backend stuff. We're, you know, we're having to add these quality of life improvements for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. We're adding new supers, new stasis, new systems, new pursuits. And they were probably like, we, 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 ought, we got to play it safe on these weapons or we're going we're gonna to end up in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, just a conundrum, you know? So... It, I think it. I think you know what Big Mouth is saying is kind of it. They don't want to be dealing with like balancing strong weapons. They're kind of you know they're kind of cruising, right? Merry Christmas, yeah, Merry Christmas, dude. Uh, Resurrect. I don't think Bungie will ever add effects to regular legendary weapons. I think the best we could get is new weapons, a new weapon type. Period. What do you think about adding rail guns, laser gun spears? I actually used to be all for adding like legendary trace rifles and rail guns and stuff, but no, I'm not in favor of that anymore. We need more of what's already here first. They're already struggling with a quantity problem. I don't think we need to start muddying the waters. Like just go into your collections and look how there's like almost no linear fusions. There's almost no sores. There's almost no, you know, rocket launchers, grenade launchers. Those are super small pools. Um, they're super small pools 
and they're not even they're not even that great like i would say we need way more of the existing guns before you start adding more personally i you know i've talked about getting rid of scout rifles and converting all of the high rate of fire scout rifles into auto rifles and the lower the lower rate of fires into pulse rifles because i don't feel like scout rifles are needed well they made scout rifles matter again they actually feel pretty good so thankfully they did that but i don't want to add any more gun types you know, you're just going to have, you're, they're going to add one more gun type and then what? They'll be like two of them and then that's it, you know? Solve the quantity problem first before you start iterating on more types. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be a, a, a significant danger. And honestly, if they did anything, it would probably be the easiest to be like, hey, here's a linear, uh, here's a, here's a legendary trace rifle. You know, we added two or three legendary trace rifles. That's already a gun type in the game that's been reserved for exotics. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the wave frame grenade launchers. Like, I'm kind of okay with that because that's 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 within an existing archetype of like the single fire grenade launchers, and they're not done. We know there's going to be a solar one eventually, maybe even a stasis one. I don't know. So, uh, next question happy Gengar Merry Christmas why do you think Bungie is scared of giving endgame content standout trophy weapons yeah similar to the last question I don't think they're scared I think they played it safe given that they were they were spinning maybe too many plates you know I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a scared thing um, oh I'm sorry we already have a solar I meant to say void yeah sorry we have solar and void I meant to say arc I said it wrong again <laughs> we have a solar and we have a void. I meant arc, and then maybe stasis. Sorry, it's been a, it's been a long morning. <laughs> I martyr's retribution is like one of my favorite weapons. Uh, I would read that different if it was all one quote, but I have no idea if those are two different parts of the conversation that someone thought were connected and then connected them. No, you're fine, Ochi. I took it as one thought the way the journalist said it, because they literally said, as Blackburn put it, like, they're basically saying, this is an idea that Bungie's putting out, and here's how Blackburn phrased it, right? They Maybe they don't deserve to be connected, but the journalist thought they did. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a journalist for Polygon, so we're, we're dealing with you know we're dealing with a blogger you know yo just in time thank you so much for the membership this guy did call to the guy that wrote this article did call to action on twitter and told everybody to unfollow me so i don't think very highly of him you know he's a douche so should bungie be less afraid of breaking the game with powerful gear those seem like the most memorable for me yeah yeah you guys are getting on this you guys are getting on this this you know they're afraid they're afraid they're afraid I again just keep coming back to I think they played it safe um I think they played it safe it was more about um you know it was more about we don't want to we don't want to completely you know mess things up right now and fiddle with it we don't want to have to balance this we're we're gonna play it safe I don't necessarily think it was a fear it was probably just uh let's (laughs) you know what I mean I was late cut me a break you're fine you're fine that's three in a row though you guys like why are they afraid why are they afraid (laughs) 
<laughs> so, guys, if you're in the live audience, do me a favor. Click like and subscribe, but don't go anywhere. Usually when we end the Q&A, a lot of people leave. That's totally fine. If you do leave, have a great rest of your Christmas Eve and Christmas tomorrow. If you don't celebrate, just enjoy the holiday time of the year. Um, and on your way out, hit like and subscribe. But I'd rather you stick around, so don't go anywhere. We're going to be doing some cool stuff here in just a moment. And uh, thanks so much for listening and watching in the other locations as well. You can always watch me live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.